0: What is this show called? Are we going to call the show anything? This I re- hadn't really gotten that far. We haven't gotten that far? We'll come up with a name later. We'll come up with a name later. We'll do
1: like an intro or something.
0: Couch Talks with Greg. Does that sound like a good one? No. Couch Talks with Greg. This is the first episode ever of whatever the show is going to be called. But it's where we're going to review movies and talk about them. And for the pilot episode, we're going to do Con Air.
1: Oh. Con Air. For the pilot episode, I get it.
0: You, I, I love this movie growing up. This is a great movie. At least my child self thought so. Great lineup of actors.
1: And to, to really date ourselves here, when you talk about being a child, this movie came out in 1997. That was a little bit. Jerry, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer produced and directed by Simon West.
0: What this about these a, guys? I've never heard of these guys, so what's some of their... He did The Rock the year before this. Good producers. Is it a good director? Is he famous?
1: Simon West? Not mm-hmm. as famous as, like, uh, you know, Bruckheimer. I know he did a movie a couple years after that called The General's Daughter. In 99, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I don't really know much
0: Never stuff he did there. So it's got a good line of people. You got Dave Chappelle, his first big thing. Mm-hmm.
1: He'd been in some movies. It's a smaller part for him. You got Ving Rhames. Malkovich. John Malkovich is the big bad guy. <laughs> Obviously, you know, the elephant in the room is crazy Nick Cage.
0: For sure. You got
1: him right there as your, uh, as your lead guy. So. This is the beginning of his downfall, <laughs> right? This was around the start, I want to say this is kind of like the dawn of Crazy Nick Cage because you had Face-Off come out that same summer. I think this one came out in May or June and you had Face-Off come out in July. Face-Off is is the one where I think everybody kind of considers the tipping point because he was like playing a crazy, you know, bad guy until he switches place and starts playing John Travolta. It's weird. This is kind of at at the beginning of that era where he just starts doing crazy stuff in like every movie.
0: Was this uh, successful money-wise? Did this make money? It did pretty
1: good. I think I think if you look it up, it made somewhere around a hundred million dollars, which 20 years ago, pretty decent. It wasn't like today where a movie will come out and make over a hundred million its opening weekend, but it's
0: it did okay. Well, let's compare notes here. You got a whole. You wrote a book. Oh my gosh.
1: We're gonna start. will just kind of run through the movie, and we'll just say spoilers. So go to the end if you yeah. just want to hear if it's any good or not. Because we'll just be like talking about the whole thing, kind of as it uh, as it
0: happens on I the screen. I have these little babblings. They make no sense only to me. They probably still won't make sense.
1: No, that's all right. Maybe we'll jog each other's memory with stuff because I'm trying to think. I got, I got a book. Yeah, I was bored. I like it. I like it. Let's start off. I know you were talking about we we kick Uh, off the movie and it's like instant, you know, America. Fuck yeah! With this B-roll footage,
0: Rangers. This is stock footage they used. Yeah, it looks like stuff from the Gulf War. Yeah, they're explaining (laughs) to the viewers what Rangers are and not like going into crazy history detail about them no. but they're literally just saying oh rangers are just bad rangers lead forces. the
1: way rangers are the best they never leave anybody behind it was so corny all and that stuff
0: immediately threw me off
1: and and there's Nick Cage and the guy's talking about oh we're sad to see you go so i guess they're all retiring I think all those so. people there because there's Nicholas Cage and he's like oh yeah i'm a ranger so
0: you know i'm awesome well then it goes to he comes home and says that stereotypical a soldier coming home from war, and you have that shitty country music. He gets and his off. Wife.
1: He gets off a damn bait boat. <laughs> <laughs> he gets off a bait boat and goes to this bar where is where, where Monica Potter's working. That is, she's his wife, and they act like they haven't seen each other in years. He was obviously home long enough to knock her up at some point, but they treat it like he's been gone for years and years and years doing army stuff.
0: I feel like they tried to do a roadhouse vibe with that, and it didn't go off well. Well, I'm trying to figure
1: out when the movie is set because the guy makes a dig about
0: pussies like you lost vietnam i'll tell you
1: that vietnam (laughs) this is like well the movie came out in 97 and spoilers here nicholas cage goes to jail for like eight years so does that mean this is like 1989 at the beginning of the movie because why are they ragging on vietnam (laughs) this is like the late 80s or the mid 90s that's like so long ago
0: this is what i have written down here Nicholas Cage talks like an autistic Civil War general. Did you pick up on that? No, I
1: thought he talked like Forrest Gump. Really? Because it's from Alabama. We get a title showing it's in Mobile, Alabama.
0: Well, he kind of had that, but then he also had a delay like this. (laughs) And everything was move them up the lines and bring them all in. I I don't know. I just picked up this autistic Civil War general.
1: Sound like uh, Christopher Walken playing Colonel Angus from uh, Saturday Night Live. (laughs) The rednecks pick a fight. They wait till he's leaving in the rain. It's pouring down rain. It's, like, super, super dramatic. It's dark. You got the rain pouring down. There's an oil rig right next to the bar, complete with the working Derek flame shooting out the top. Sure. The, the rain is coming down like it's on a Hollywood set, which, surprise. They get into a fight. There's three guys. They jump Nick Cage. Obviously self-defense. One of them's got a knife. One of them's got, like, a busted beer bottle. And he, ends up, he ends up killing one of them. He does, like, the old Shazam and, like, busts the guy's nose into his head. I mean, we know. We saw that
0: B-roll footage. We know how serious Rangers
1: Rangers, are. Rangers do not mess around. They lead the way Army first-degree murder. Well, it wasn't first-degree murder. Remember, he pled guilty to manslaughter. Oh. But the judge says, and this is, like, the biggest bullshit in the whole movie. The judge is like, Cameron Poe, you have pleaded guilty to manslaughter in the first degree. With your military skills, you are a deadly weapon not subject to the same laws as other people that are provoked because you can respond with deadly force you nicholas cage do not get the same right to self-defense because you are an army ranger and you are a deadly weapon so you don't get to do that so you're going to jail and it's like no wait a second anybody remembers back in the 90s there was a thing where people always said oh if you're a boxer if you know you have to register your hands is a deadly weapon and that's total bullshit Everybody has the same right to self-defense under the law. It doesn't matter if you're a ninja or if you're, you know, some schmuck on the street. You have the same right to self-defense, especially if there's three guys jumping you. One of them's got a knife. I mean, that's just absurd. Now, if what they really wanted to do, if they really wanted to say, okay, Nicolas Cage has to go to jail, then have him get one of the guys on the ground. The guy's like, well, please don't hurt me. And then Nicolas Cage, like, snaps his neck anyway. But then he wouldn't be the oh, he doesn't really deserve to be in jail, yada, yada. Right? So they create this bullshit where the judge says that, man, I would appeal the shit out of that verdict. I would be, like, fighting the Supreme Court to get that fucking judge disbarred. Are you kidding me?
0: But this is... <laughs> this reminds me so much of a Hallmark movie, where it's in La La Land. No, I'm saying my stepmom watches these Hallmark movies. As yeah. a matter of fact, when I was leaving the house, she was watching them. And it's just <laughs> where they create these situations that would never happen. Yes. Unrelatable characters. Yeah. And uh, this is exactly what this movie was, extremely corny and tugging (laughs) on your, oh, he's a veteran and he's just trying to do the right thing. And he put guilty to first degree manslaughter and he's still got seven to ten years. So then we
1: get Nicolas Cage in prison and he doesn't do anything in prison. He does nothing. You know, it used to be if you watch prison movies like Cool Hand Luke, they got those guys out on the chain gang, they're building highways, they're picking up trash on the side of the road. The only thing he does in his cell is like yoga he's like doing yoga like he's a fucking zen master and he spends all his time writing letters or reading letters dear Casey, i got your letter today you need to stay in school and tell timmy wilson not to pull your pigtails or whatever you know and i'm day I'm seven see my of girl the battle too.
0: and the lines are holding
1: i'm gonna give bubba gump these hostess snowballs but i can't call them that because hostess will sue or something so these little pink coconut things you sent me I'm going to give him the bubble. about that. Yeah, and it's just like, it's cr- he spends the whole time, there's like riots and stuff going on outside. It's almost like a spoof movie of those things yeah. where there's like riots going on. And he's like writing a letter like, hi, honey, everything's fine today.
0: was he it's, a ranger? What the hell is going on here? He's a ranger, but he's also autistic because there's a riot going on. And he's like, these pink gooey ooey. <laughs> Snowballs, they are delicious. I mean, it's almost like a Zucker Brothers movie where you have like all this
1: action going on in the background of the scene, and there's just like, dude, we're focusing on the mundane stuff going on here
0: where he's writing his letters, but that's all he does. Dying behind him, an actual prisoner. These coconuts are delicious. (laughs) It looks like he's got his own cell, although I think they they show him him, like
1: eventually that he's like shacked up with Bubba. It's like he never leaves the cell, but he's still in there for eight years. It's Mm -hmm. like, how does he not get time off for good behavior? This is exactly what they want the prisoners to do, is like never leave their cell, never get involved in fights, never get involved in the riots or whatever, just do nothing. He's like in there the whole time. There's like no time. He doesn't go out to the yard to do anything. He's not smoking cigarettes and trading stuff. All he does is grow his hair out and not shave. So Nicholas Cage is getting ready. He gets his parole thing. He's like, I'm going home, son. He packs his stuff up. Bubba Gump puts a little smiley face sticker on Nicholas Cage's box and they leave it there for like a long time as he's walking down the hallway so you see that his box has that sticker on it You're like oh yeah that's coming back into play later
0: yeah well it's a recurring thing with this movie is they think that we're idiots yeah and they're force-feeding shit to us just like hallmark movies do like oh they don't they won't get this it's i'm trying to think of someone it's that well doesn't would later. be alfred hitchcock where he did that focus like he didn't force-feed you with the close-ups and stuff you would see what he wanted you to see but this, it's literally like the like camera's right on the right. eye. Oh, yeah, see you want to look at this right here. We
1: get a scene where the U.S. Marshals are introduced by a U.S. Marshal telling the other U.S. Marshals how the U.S. Marshals transport prisoners on airplanes.
0: U.S. Marshals Service annually flies 155,000 prisoners around the country for transfers, legal hearings, and medical exams.
1: Preaching to the choir, man, you're telling the other marshals what it is they do. I think they know already. As
0: you saw later in the movie, clearly not, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. John Cusack said, this is a well-oiled machine, Jenny, don't worry. Please, Jenny, this is a well-oiled machine. And then instantly the plane gets hijacked before they even
0: (laughs) get off the ground. a metaphor (laughs) for what actually happens in the actual movie with the filming of it. Oh, it's a well-oiled machine. We have a great producer, Uh, a great line of actors, and we got a piece of dog shit.
1: Now we start meeting more characters... So we're introduced to John Cusack, the U.S. Marshal. Chief O'Brien from Star Trek is the DEA agent. And we got uh, Not Michelle Rodriguez as the, uh, the prison guard on the bus who also gets on the plane. I'm just going to keep calling her Not Michelle, I guess, because... That's, that's who would play the part today if they remade this. It's like, you need we need a, a, a badass Latina woman. Let's get Michelle Rodriguez. She'd be in there now. If she's not doing Fast and Furious 15 or whatever.
0: All those names are going over me. I don't know any of these people. You
1: don't know John Cusack?
0: I know John Cusack. Yeah,
1: You know Chief O'Brien, right, from Star Trek? A little bit. Yeah. Pulls up in his fancy-ass car, and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's a dick because he's oh, got yeah. a fancy car. And then you meet all the prisoners... Let's bring to the next point.
0: (laughs) Is this movie has a huge lineup of these bad prisoner guys. Bad guys. That have these crazy introductions like, oh, this guy did this or this guy did Mm -hmm. that. And the movie just continuously, every time they introduce a new prisoner, add to that. So by the beginning, like, oh, this guy's arrested for firebombing and being a terrorist. And by the end, it's like cannibals and... (laughs) Like, you don't know who you want because you want to root for a bad guy. But you don't know who to root for because they introduce so many bad guys... Bing Rames is the
1: leader of the, uh, not the Black Panthers, the Black Gorillas, because His you don't want to be Black racist. Gorillas. We don't want to be racist by accusing the Black Panthers of being bad and having somebody in jail because they could probably sue us. Let's call them the Black Gorillas, which is way more racist. Shouts out to Harambe.
0: Rest in peace, Harambe. You you think he was the leader
1: part of, of that? the Black Gorillas. Yeah,
0: he was the leader of the Black Gorillas.
1: You got uh, John Malkovich shows up looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not as big, but he's got the same shaved head and the goatee and all that stuff. And it's like, it's, yeah,
0: you want to see Muhammad Jack
1: in this plane? Give me a hell yeah!
0: That's right. <laughs> and they just continuously introduce these bad guys, one after the next, and each time they're trying to make this most epic thing, but mm-hmm. it fails each time because you don't know who's in charge. Well, you know, well, no, I in say, charge. yeah, you know, Stone Cold's in charge.
1: Why are they transferring these guys? Uh, they say, oh, yeah, we're going to populate this new prison in, like, Huntsville or something. But they move all these guys, all the worst of the worst of the worst criminals, at the same exact time, on the same flight. What could possibly go wrong?
0: <laughs> this is pre-911, though.
1: <laughs> well, I understand that, but, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't even seem smart in 1997. Yeah, we're just going to fly all the bad guys at once. It's like, what, you want a budget? I mean, you, gotta, you can only fly this plane one fucking time? You can't make That's another right. trip. Go get John Malkovich one week, and then go get Bing Rhames in another. And why would you put parolees on the same plane? Yeah, <laughs> with all these badass guys. It's like, was there no other way you could get? To, where were they going? One Carson plane. City, I think. It's like, was there no other way that he could get to Carson City on a on a bus? He couldn't just ride the bus the whole time. So then they got to, okay. We're gonna put a DEA agent on the plane because one of the guys is a relative of a big drug dealer, and we're gonna get him to talk to this DEA agent.
0: They introduce him, and they make it seem very important, and like he's going to be a huge part of the story. Like mm-hmm. they, they make this whole story for this guy, this whole background thing, you expecting, like, oh, this is going to come into play later, he's going to be a big character of the movie. No, he immediately dies. Well, the, the big deal with him is, oh, we want to give him a gun. Mm -hmm. John Q's like, no,
1: no, we can't have any guns on the plane. Only the pilot has a gun. Nobody else can have a gun because these guys are all so terrible
0: and bad. No one carries on this flight. I got a small arsenal in the belly of the plane, a pistol in the cockpit lockbox. That's it. Other than that, we keep the plane like a prison. No weapons on the aircraft, period. My man does not get on that plane without his gun.
1: Then your man doesn't get on the plane. Again, you've got all the animals on this plane. Well, let's just throw a whole bunch of guns in the cargo hold because nothing could possibly go wrong with this. Why in the world would you do this?
0: Spudgy cuts.
1: Uh, I guess. we got to fly. We can only fly this plane once. They argue back and forth, and eventually he slips them a gun. Remember, this operation is a well-oiled machine, Jenny. That's right. <laughs> Please, Jenny, this is a well-oiled machine. Then the mass breakout instantly happens, like 10 seconds after he says that line. You know, Chappelle was apparently storing... He, he had swallowed, like, a wire with some gasoline on a thing and caused a distraction so he could get in there yeah, least. MacGyver least they were instantly they had like you know fucking staples in their hands that they had pulled out and unlocked their handcuffs with and macgyver yeah they they totally do a macgyver the plane you know they can't break into the cockpit they have to you know, the pilot grabs the gun and says i'm gonna go handle this and he goes out like an idiot and gets instantly beaten up and shot by malkovich
0: also i didn't get this either Machete tries to rape her. Yep. He's right. Not here. Not now. Do you fly, Johnny? No. You keep that in mind when you look at her, because if your dick jumps out of your pants, you jump out of this plane. Why would Stone Cold Steve Austin stop this rape? If he's this bad of a guy, he'd be passing that woman around to all those guys.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Actually, during the shooting, John Malkovich, according to IMDb, was fairly upset with the way things were going, because they kept kind of rewriting the character, Mm -hmm. and it, various points he didn't know exactly how bad his character was supposed to be because he kind of moving the goalposts i don't
0: blame these actors i don't blame them this is purely writing and director issues
1: so they get the plane like nothing then the dea agent when he's getting released he pulls his gun like a moron holds dave Chappelle hostage like stone cold is supposed to give a fuck about dave Chappelle?
0: yeah
1: (laughs) you can just tell he's supposed to be like cyrus the virus he's like the meanest baddest dude and it's like oh no don't don't hold a gun on dave Chappelle. he'll just he'll give up instantly if you do that (laughs) stone cold says
0: you know the next time you choose a human shield you're better off not picking a two-bit negro crackhead
1: and i'm like oh snap it's tyrone
0: (laughs) tyrone it's a precursor like dave Chappelle
1: is playing tyrone biggums for the first time (laughs) so yeah the dea guy he ends up getting shot so then they say okay we're gonna go to carson city like we planned and we've got to unload six prisoners and take on ten more prisoners because budget so nicholas cage has a chance to get off the plane once again, he, another he, plot But he, he can't. Oh, I forgot Bubba's insulin. Bubba doesn't have his insulin shot. Oh, yeah. And in the fight, when they take over the plane, his insulin gets broken. So now Bubba's sitting there getting the sweats, and he can't leave the plane because the prisoners they are unloading the three missing ones that have been killed in the takeover are all white dudes. So he can't leave the plane, but Nicholas Cage can, but he decides not to because he can't leave the guard. He can't leave not Michelle Rodriguez and Bubba. He can't leave them behind. He's got to stay there and try to protect them. All right, so here we go. They get to Carson City. Oh, there's a big sandstorm in Carson City. Sandstorm, okay, great. That means all the uh, we're going to pretend to be the guards so we can cover our faces because of the sandstorm and nobody nobody can recognize us. I'm like, that sandstorm is so convenient. And guess what? In Mm -hmm. Carson City, Carson City doesn't get sandstorms. Of course not. Ever.
0: When's the last time you heard of any sort of sandstorm that wasn't in the 1930s in America?
1: (laughs) Dust bullshit. Yeah, they should have set this in the 30s. Uh, yeah, but because of that, they're able to disguise themselves as the cops and transfer the prisoners off. Some of them are the guards. They did a thing earlier where they hooded one of the guys, and they do that with all the guards. They they gag them with tape, hood them up, so they get the prison guards off. They keep some of them, because they can only take off six guys. They make the prison guards go. And, uh, Nicholas Cage gets the DEA agent's tape recorder and puts it on one of the guys so that they can have a message saying, hey, get us, you know... We're actually bad guys running this plane. Dave Chappelle takes the transponder from Conair and puts it on a tour plane so that the feds will follow the signal from the transponder and think they're following Conair when they're actually following this tour plane.
0: Yeah, also, when's the last time you heard of a transponder that's not mounted or somehow... You need an antenna. You can't just put it over there. And even if it did work,
1: you would have two transponder signals because the plane would have its own. You'd have two of them right on top of each other. It would be setting off collision warnings in that air traffic controller tower like you would You know, raise.
0: I didn't think about that.
1: Plus, that... radar would still also be able to see Conair. Just regular radar. It wouldn't need a transponder. It would say, wait. hey, wait, here's a plane, but there's no transponder on it. So they try to make it seem like they're smart, but it's really just very, very dumb. They decide to start searching John Malkovich's cell for reasons, I guess, because they moved him. In his old cell, it's like, oh, wait, it looks like he was sharpening knives or something. And hey, we found this. Looks like somebody replaced a cinder block with a styrofoam block. Yeah. (laughs) And they find all his little plans. They find the blueprint for the airplane. They find, you know, all his little stuff. They find a a key that says, oh, no, we're going to meet in Carson City. And John Cusack gets down there and he's looking at all this stuff and he tells the cops, Stay here. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. And leaves in slow motion walking down the hall or sort of running down the hall before he even gets halfway down the hallway one of the cops is just like oh hey here's this box let's open it up and it's a bomb and it blows up and kills everybody except john cusack fucking cheers you had one job you had one fucking job he said don't touch anything the first thing you fucking do is open the box and blow yourself up you dumb shit well done that's a pretty good bomb though for being a prison bomb well, they probably had lots of experience making, like, the, the prison liquor, you know, with, like, yeah, the, the that's different strawberry wine, it's whatever. It's like, a, you go yeah. from wine to making bombs. Yeah, making
0: bombs. Jesus Christ.
1: You had one fucking job, dude. Don't touch anything. What part of don't touch anything was that hard to comprehend? Oh, my God. I can't believe we forgot. How the hell did I miss this? We missed Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, we oh, totally forgot about it. God, how could we forget this? Because, the Hannibal like, Lecter knockoff. Fucking Silence of the Lambs. These guys must have watched Silence of the Lambs 75 times. Steve Buscemi in this movie is presented like fucking Hannibal Lecter on steroids. You thought Hannibal Lecter with that little mask and a straitjacket on a dolly was a big deal? No, Steve Buscemi gets this is his the Pinnacle fucking Wolf. hands are like... Mm-hmm. Cuffed up like a damn T Rex, and he's got like a big gimp mask on, and everything like that. They got him strapped
0: up. This is the pinnacle of introducing bad. Pinnacle guys. of stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to mix this back in. <laughs> the The pinnacle of like over the top. Oh my God, this guy killed thirty people. He's the world's worst serial killer. Holy smokes, they've got him on the plane now. They take off again. They narrowly escape because John Cusack's onto him, and he sends the Feds out there, and they just get away. Steve Buscemi, John Malkovich, decides, eh, let's let him loose because he's awesome. Because he's done all this crazy stuff, and I love his work. So, they let him out. Good idea. Yeah, because, you know, everyone else is out, you might as well let him out. They undo his stuff. And he's sitting there, he's just kind of sitting there quietly and just says stuff every now and then. That's pretty much what he does in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, they introduce this this badass badass guy, once again, introducing people... It's like, oh, this is going to be big, or there's definitely a nece- uh, necessity to do this, and then nothing yeah. happens.
1: Well, and, st- th- and that's the thing. With Silence of the lands, whenever Anthony Hopkins said something, it was kind of important or really cool. Do you know what you look like to me with your good bag and your cheap shoes? You look like a rogue. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice tea. Oh, and
0: Senator, just one more thing love your suit i do wish we
1: could chat longer but i'm having an old friend for dinner bye and when steve buscemi says stuff it's just kind of like
0: shut uh, up donnie
1: quietly reflecting on the strange things that are going on around me
0: he's a font of misplaced rage now he's so angry moments of levity actually cause him pain gives him headaches Happiness for that gentleman hurts.
1: Shut the fuck up, Donnie.
0: Most murders are crimes of necessity rather than desire, but the great ones... Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy... They did it because it excited them. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. If I told you Insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years, at the end of which they'd tell you to piss off, ending up in some retirement village, hoping to die before suffering the indignity of trying to make it to the toilet on time. Wouldn't you consider that to be insane? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. One girl, I drove through three states wearing her head as a hat. Shut the fuck up, Donnie.
1: And then they start doing some comic relief shit. Oh, here's Dave Chappelle. He was trying to mack on some chick and was late getting on the plane. He gets stuck in the landing gear, so we're gonna cut him loose. Before that, Nicholas Cage writes a note on it to John Cusack and says, they're gonna go to this uh, airfield in the middle of nowhere. And then they drop him out where he gets to crash somebody's car. <laughs> In the middle of the city, at some intersection, after a bird shits on their windshield. He starts complaining about that, and then, bam, here's Dave Chappelle falling through his car. we talk about how dumb Chief O'Brien is in this movie? John Cusack knows everything that's going on. He's figured it all out. And all Chief O'Brien is there for is just to argue with him and fight him every step of the way.
0: You, you, you little shit. You got my agent killed. Hey! He brought a gun on the plane have i knew the way you guys run things I a gun and bring a fucking uzi on board no one carries on these flights no one i am authorized to bring agent sims killers to justice using and i quote all necessary means that does not include shooting down my plane maybe it does maybe it doesn't is that right turn around planes headed to Lerner airfield this is a small strip about 100 miles from here oh shit we're tailing the transponder tag into arizona let's take him out not yet fired
1: everything that happens he is just says no we're gonna do it this way no we know they're going to Lerner airfield no we're following the transponder yeah but i got a note that says this is where they're going they aren't where you think they are no we're, we're taking the hueys and the assault choppers and we're chasing down mom yeah, why, on the tour plane
0: why <laughs> are you so if you were in their shoes resources saying you should have enough helicopters to go let's go to both places
1: you would think so, considering, I don't know, they think they need three helicopters. Because they had three helicopters chasing mm-hmm. the plane. You couldn't take one of them and divert it and it, have two chase. There was down two the plane. Hueys, right? And it's one not of like the plane Apache, is armed.
0: Apache or a Cobra?
1: Yeah, they had like some Apaches or something like that. But I mean, there was there were three helicopters chasing this plane. Also, how it's the fuck like they the keep together? It's not like the plane is
0: armed. How do they stay together? Apache or a Cobra, whichever one it was, that is so much faster than a Huey. Probably moving at the speed of the Huey. I don't know. I don't know. This movie has so many good points where <laughs> you're just... If, okay, if you sit down and watch this movie and turn off your brain, like you have to do with a lot of movies, you could probably get through it. Big, dumb action movie. I mean,
1: that's how yeah, they work. But
0: that's the thing. There's really not action. They kind of, like, set this up like, look at all these badass criminals. Oh, they got a whole thing of guns. They really don't do much with it. Oh, they save it. They're, they're, there's, It's coming up. At this point, they
1: start going in the cargo hold... They picked up the other prisoners. One of them is like a transsexual, and Ving Rames comes up wearing her sunglasses.
0: Hey, those are my shades. You're mine now, sister.
1: Men. I don't know, is it transsexual or crossdresser? I can't quite figure it out. I don't think it becomes a crossdresser, really. She finds a dress later at some point, but yeah, it's silly. That's what I call it. They've been in the cargo hold, and we see the sticker again on the box. So, we know that they're going to find Nicolas Cage's stuff. Oh, in his room. no. I know exactly what he's Yeah, because Nicolas this. Cage Nicolas Cage has told them, oh, I got 15 years. That's why I <laughs> want to stay on the plane. And they're going to find out that he's a
0: parolee. The greatest line of the movie is coming the up. The line bro.
1: of the movie is coming up because Nicolas Cage goes down there for some reason and sees one of the badasses going through his stuff, has a stuffed rabbit <laughs> that he was going yeah, to give his Zona. daughter as a present when he sees her for the first time. He's going to give her the stuffed rabbit. So he sees, <laughs> it's so stupid. he sees that this badass is holding this rabbit, and he gives the line of the movie, which is put
0: the bunny back in the box. Put the put the rabbit back in the box. Put the bunny. Put the bunny. Put the bunny. <laughs> put the bunny back, <laughs> in, back in the, the box. box.
1: Jesus. Who so the then they fight because this? he's he's got his note saying, "Oh, you're on parole. I knew you were a punk, and now I'm going to kill you." So they get into a fight. Nicholas Cage ends up killing the guy accidentally, sort of, because they broke yeah. something. Once and he, again, you can't. He like can't, spears himself. He didn't deliberately
0: like kill him, but we can't make Nicholas Cage look any any bad. So then he does it again because he's sitting Not there looking some... at the guy's dead body. He's like, Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> <laughs> the real bunny <laughs> that should be put back in the box was his fucking career. Nicholas Cage <laughs> is a hit or miss actor and the putting it mildly <laughs> older i get the more misses he has yeah. but he's made some great movies and some of the worst movies matchstick's men is matchstick's men right is it that...
1: matchstick man that was one of them yeah I haven't that's seen a that. great
0: one the one where he had the daughter too was pretty good I forget the name of that one clearly memorable movie oh yeah but then he, he recently made left behind the left behind reboot that nobody yeah. asked for yeah.
1: Oh, he's, he owes a lot of money in taxes, I think. So he's, You he's think got so? A, I think there's something like that going on. That would make like sense. Like him and Wesley idea. Snipes, I think, had all kinds of tax problems. So. Well, it's like
0: Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is now, he's no longer a Sony, he works for Netflix, so now Adam Sandler's constantly touring. You know, these actors, they get paid these massive sums for like 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and they expect to continue that lifestyle when that goes away. Like an player. Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. I'm not talking example. about him. That's sad. So you think it's taxes the reason he continues to make shit? Oh, yeah,
1: he's got to work. Shit. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's got all that stuff sorted out yet. Yeah, this
0: was a few years ago, but... He's just run. Pull yeah. Wesley Snipes. Where the heck are we here? Put the bony back in oh, the car. Oh, so
1: John Cusack, he steals Chief O'Brien's car. Apparently, dude and left Tesla. his keys in the car because he's getting ready to get in his shitty Pinto next to the car or whatever, and he looks and is just like, Oh, and the next thing you see him driving the car. All you got to do is show him hot wiring the car. And we could maybe buy it, but apparently, because they don't even show us that, he just or sneaking the keys keys. away.
0: Yeah, who leaves their keys in their car?
1: Yeah, because he gives them the keys though later on. So he had the keys. Who leaves the keys in a car like that? O'Brien, Chief O'Brien, Chief O'Brien. He was just going to transport himself back to him later, I guess. Here's another little did you know? Did you know John Cusack hates this movie so much he refuses to be interviewed about it? Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He will not let anybody talk to him about his part in Con Air.
0: (laughs) Well, two, paycheck. and you think when these guys are filming this, and what's edited and then comes out is something probably totally different than what they it thought. It could
1: be. I mean, I think, you know, when you read the script, if there was a script, the, you know, you read it, and it's like, yeah, whatever, big dumb action movie, I'm getting paid how much? All right, fine, no problem. So they go to this airfield in the middle of nowhere, there's a sign, of, there's like a gas station, and it's like a dollar eight a gallon, and I wanted to cry, it's like, oh my god, I missed the 90s so much eight a gallon for unleaded gasoline. The whole place is like in a just hideous state of disrepair. Because there's like a trailer park next to it. And it's all run down and shabby. And the airport itself is just like a little tower out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Must be cheap filming a movie in Detroit.
1: (laughs) It could be. They just brought a lot of sand in. So apparently what they're doing is the cons are meeting the head drug lord that the DEA guys were trying to get his relative to rat on him. And he's going to fly the rest of the cons out of there is what they think. But the banditos are just there to get the guy's relative off the plane. So they've got their plane hidden. And they do this big elaborate, oh my gosh, we're about to crash land this plane sequence. And they miss hitting like a propane tank by like a foot or something just ridiculous. And they get the plane kind of stuck in the sand. So they all get off the plane. And they got Steve Buscemi running loose. The movie treats this like it's a really, really big deal. He wanders off. Into this, uh, the trailer park where there's this little girl playing with like her tea set,
0: you know. He is going to murder slash and you think, okay, he
1: is going to like rape the shit out of this girl and like kill her because he's a crazy monster. Now I'm wondering, did you get Frankenstein vibes off that at all? No. Like the scene, the scene in Frankenstein where you have the big monster and you had like the little girl who was like by the side of the pond playing with the little daisies. I guess I could see
0: that, but once again, I mean, it's probably given
1: it's probably given the movie more credit than it's really deserving but it just seems to me like that was kind of what they were going for is like the monster and like the little girl but the way they
0: introduced steve you're like he's gonna rape the shit out of this little girl yeah
1: because that's the way they shoot it too they shoot it at like these weird angles from his point of view and she's kind of like yeah, <laughs> and he's laughing
0: very, presented much as a predator in that yeah and
1: and you got her. this and that and then you see him walking back later and he's got like one of the little girls dolls and you're like oh no he totally killed and raped that girl but then you see the plane flying off eventually. I she's know, we're like skipping waving. ahead a little bit, and she's like waving, like bye. And it's like, oh, she's okay and the whole time. It's they set it up like you're meant to think that he like killed that girl.
0: Yeah. And then you realize, oh, he's not. He didn't murder her. He just stole shit from her.
1: So Nicolas Cage and John Cusack finally get together, pointing guns at each other. Nicolas Cage is like,
0: There's only two men I trust. One of them was me. The other's not you. the <laughs> oh, live. Oh
1: my goodness. They... This
0: movie. Not you. This is kind of like... Stupid you took, it is a stupid does, Miss Blue. You know what this reminds <laughs> me of, though? If you took Die Hard and it fucked Forrest Gump, you would get Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> if you... Those, you could buy those two they fucked. you get Con Air. This is Die Hard autism.
1: So they did this big elaborate thing where they've taken out all the guys except for one that have the plane. It's just... It's getting crazy at this point. So they got the drug dealer's plane... The one guy makes a break for it, and he gets on the plane, and he's trying to escape, and John Cusack's like, oh, fucking no, you're not escaping there. He gets this hook on a crane and somehow manages to, uh, I think he drops something on the plane to, like, break the tail off of it so the plane can't go anywhere. And then John Malkovich ends up, like, uh, killing the dude, because he's like, Anara. Boom, and, like, blows him up with the gasoline because he had the cigarette. Psy
0: Anara. S- uh, it's like, oh. Why'd you God. enunciate it like that?
1: Yeah, and he, so he blows him up, and Nicolas Cage, slow motion, outruns the explosion. That's such a 90s thing. You get the Looking slow motion. And then the explosions, fireballs come in, and he outruns it, dives out the window. It's like, oh, Jesus.
0: It's good stuff.
1: Then... Chief O'Brien's finally figured out that they were following the transponder, the wrong plane. So then they're all on their way to the airfield, and they got the, uh, the all the National Guard or something's coming, because they got, like, the trucks. So then the bad guys find all the weapons that are on the plane. How convenient. All the shotguns, M16s, everything... And these guys set up an ambush like they're fucking Navy SEALs all of a sudden. They're, like, drawing plans in the dirt, like, he all these Coke cans here, these are the cars, we're going to pick them off, one in the front, one in the back, and then we're going to shoot all these guys and do that. And well, it's like, holy shit, man, these guys...
0: Maybe they were in the Rangers, too.
1: Yeah, maybe Maybe it was. That's why they maybe showed they us the B-roll Rangers. footage.
0: I don't know why that pissed <laughs> me off so bad, but that, that B-roll footage made me so mad.
1: It yeah, was so it.
0: out of place... It was different, I don't well, know. Well, they're trying too. to
1: establish Nicolas Cage
0: with that stuff. Then fine, make some sort of war footage. But the, the fact that the B-roll footage didn't, it was a different kind of camera, had a different kind of look than mm-hmm. the whole movie, mm-hmm. and I just it threw me it off. It was in the 90s, it
1: wouldn't be high def video, it would just be whatever. Immediately pissed me off with this it.
0: movie.
1: Oh, you gotta establish Nicolas Cage as the good guy. Of course. The super, super good guy.
0: Definitely wouldn't be establishing him as a super good actor.
1: So, anyway, they had this big elaborate action scene where they're shooting at all the guys. John Cusack gets in a bulldozer and is driving it to provide cover for the army guys, with the thing where they, they do with the bulldozers all the time where they put the scoop up and it's deflecting the bullets and everything. Ding, and they ding, have that ding, whole ding. thing. Nicholas Cage ties up the airplane to a post. Now, I'll give them credit for this. They find out that the plane is tied up and they machine gun the shit out of the post to break it off to escape, as opposed to they shoot and somehow miraculously hit the rope they at least machine gun the post and blew, you know broke it. So they're pulling away. And then the hook is like bouncing around all over the place, just happens to catch chief O'Brien's car. So his fancy ass Maserati, Porsche Corvette, whatever is getting towed behind the airplane and they take off and it's like dangling behind and gets dropped right in front of him, and breaks into a million bazillion pieces.
0: I don't know where this movie was going. It was <laughs> like the beginning you get this like corny Hallmark movie. Then you get a comedy and a serious movie mm-hmm. I don't know what, what genre to put the, I mean, action, of course, but I don't, I, don't, and I don't really get an action feel out of it. This movie dances around so many different genres and feelings. Speaking of dancing, you get the, uh, the boy-girl dancing. Man, oh, right. the the Define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. Shut the fuck
1: up, Donnie. She found a dress somewhere when like oh, she was on the ground. Yeah. I don't even know if that was supposed to be his slash her stuff, or if she's open a random suitcase somewhere and found a dress. So she puts the dress on.
0: They really needed to address Dude. that better in the movie.
1: <laughs> but Nicholas Cage was able to get a needle while he was down there from some guy hiding under a truck. So he's got a needle, yeah. so he can give Bubba his insulin, and he also stops Machete from raping not Michelle Rodriguez for the second time. And now they handcuff him up. He knows He knows how that's going to pay off Oh, fair part of the movie. <laughs> they get the plane back up in the air, but now it's been kind of shot up and beat up, and they're chasing it. They have a conflict where they're they're trying to find out who it was that tied the plane up and who warned the uh, officials, and Bubba says it was him. So John Malkovich shoots him, and it's like, oh, Bubba, no. Oh, Bubba, no. It's like Forrest Gump, man. He's like laying there bleeding again. <laughs> the parallels between this and Forrest Gump are just growing.
0: Okay, I got a bad feeling, son. i feel feeling like maybe I'm not
1: supposed to make it. Bubba just laying there with like blood all over him. And it's like, oh my god, not again, Bubba. And then we get another John Malkovich line where he's holding a stuffed rabbit, pointing a gun at it, and says, Make a move and the bunny gets it. What the fuck is this movie? And then that's when the helicopters show up and start shooting the shit out of the airplane. And John Cusack's telling him not to shoot it because they know that uh, Nicholas Cage is on there and he's trying to help them. And Chief O'Brien's like, fuck all that, we're going to shoot this plane down now while we're over, you know, empty territory. Then we get big dumb action as we go to the Las Vegas Strip. And they're like, oh no, we're running out of fuel, we got one bad engine, we can't make it to the airport, we got to put the plane down on the Vegas Strip. And as they're coming down, they crash into the Hard Rock Hotel and break the guitar off the Hard Rock Hotel. Anybody who's ever been to Las Vegas knows that the Hard Rock Hotel is about two blocks away from McCarran International Airport. Is it really? You're about two blocks away from the airport at that point. The Strip is about five blocks away from the airport, depending on the what part is are
0: inside job.
1: They hit the Hard Rock Cafe, and in the movie, it's next to the Circus Circus, which is at one end of the Strip. But the Hard Rock itself is, like, way off to the side of the Strip. It's not even on the Strip. So they're instantly, like, teleporting. <laughs> and in the shot after they hit the Hard Rock and they showed the plane up in the air by the Circus Circus, the Hard Rock has vanished. It's not even there anymore.
0: What in the world?
1: Because they went from a studio sort of set up with computers probably to an actual location where it's like, oh, yeah.
0: You watched this movie way more in detail than I did. I'll be honest with you, the end of this, I was was like, I can't do this, and I was skipping. (laughs) That movie is such shit, and I don't know why I liked it so much as a kid. It does not hold up well. So, yeah, there's a big dumb action
1: sequence. God, it just hurts the brain thinking about it. They crash the plane in the middle of the strip. Which, even though it looks like it's just turning into night, the strip is relatively free of cars. Which, if you've been there lately, that place is like fucking bumper-to-bumper traffic all the time anymore. But, I don't know, 20 years ago, it, it wasn't quite as bad, but still. There, there was not much traffic on there for being early evening. So they crash the plane, and you think, okay, great, here's the cops, everybody, we're going to round everybody up and go all that. No, 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 we can't do that. we got to have another big, dumb action sequence where Stone Cold and a couple of the other guys escape and steal a fire truck. And then John Cusack and Nick Cage steal two police motorcycles to chase after him.
0: <laughs> Where were the police? Where were the police uh, The police them?
1: were like arresting the other guys or getting them oh. carted back up or something like that. And finding Danny Trejo in the oh. plane. And like, oh yeah, him. they see him and it's like, oh, he's dead. And they drag his body away and his arm is
0: still hanging there with all the tattoos on it. You know Danny Trejo in his contract, if he has to play a bad guy in a movie, he has to die. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, that's it's,
1: an old throwback thing, man.
0: It's because he doesn't. He wants when kids watch his movies, he wants them to know the bad guys always die, and you know. Yeah, that's like guy. a Hayes
1: Code thing. It used to be if in, in the movies, the bad guys would always have to get captured or killed at the end of the movies. No, that's good though. It's, it's a, he he did a lot of time in prison. I think he wants to. Did he really? Kind of send that message? Yeah, that's probably where he got a lot of those tattoos and stuff. He's a dude's a badass. <laughs> you Do not want to mess with him. He does a lot of Don't indie films too. He seems like a nice That's guy. Pretty cool. It seems like he's gotten uh, everything together, which is good.
0: Except for his arm.
1: Yeah, he said they disarmed him at the end there, and they have managed to bring in Nicholas Cage's wife and kid before nice. the chase scene even happens. They bring in Nicholas Cage's wife and kid to a scene where a giant plane crash just tore up Las Vegas—a major disaster. Dead bodies. Ten minutes earlier, there's probably dead bodies everywhere. You got dead cons running around. They're trying to capture all the convicts, and they're just like, "Oh, go over there with you, the, go over there, and, and wait for your daddy, honey." Why are you even bringing them here? Isn't there going to be some kind of investigation to make sure that Nicolas Cage really wasn't a part of this whole thing? Or are you just really going to let him go
0: after? Great. Didn't you all watch this stuff the movie? He's anyway? a great innocent guy that oh. never did anything bad.
1: We know that as the audience, but That's the right. other characters in the movie, they also know this. There's no doubt whatsoever. Oh, gosh, where are we at with this thing? They're doing a big chase.
0: Oh, yeah, there's, like,
1: two other no-name cops. They get shot off with a water cannon, but Nicholas Cage and John Cusack make it through okay. That's right. John Cusack, I think, it, they both manage to get onto the ladder somehow, and they're climbing around this fire truck, and John Cusack's got an axe. He chops open a hole in the uh, the cab of the fire truck with the axe, puts the fire hose in it from the back of the truck, and starts flooding <laughs> The cab of the fire engine. Oh, uh, yeah, so it wrecks. I Jeez. think it was Ving Rames and some other guy. They both get killed, and then John Malkovich, he's hanging on the ladder, and they hit the bridge with a ladder that should kill him, like, instantly, but it doesn't. And then he ends up falling into a construction site in the middle of downtown Las Vegas that's completely unpopulated, but all the machinery is still running. And then, like, the pile driver thing just squashes his head. Nicolas Cage. He even saves the rabbit. The bunny was washing away in the gutter. And the funny thing is, he must have the longest arms in the world because the bunny goes into the gutter, and then it's like a second and a half later that Nicolas Cage reaches in and saves it from being washed down in the gutter.
0: I didn't make it as fun, but I'll be honest with
1: you.
0: (laughs) I'll be honest with you.
1: He saves Mr. Bun. He grabs it, and it's all soaking wet, except when he goes to give it to the kid, it's, like, completely dry. Is it really? Casey, honey, you take your daddy's present. It'll be funny. She's like, this, what is this? like, what the fuck is this? That song, though, we gotta talk about that song. That song, How Do I Live Without You, that was like the biggest hit in 1997. That song was everywhere. I was working at Best Buy, I started that summer, and that song was still like super popular. Leanne Rimes sang it. She was 14 years old at the time. They decided she's too young to be singing this song in like this R rated movie with all this grown up stuff going on, so we're gonna have Trisha Yearwood sing it for wow. the movie. So she, she sang it, She sounded like, like an a adult big woman. hit for both of them.
0: Also, what does a 14-year-old know about this shit being sung in that song? Which is
1: why they had it kind of re-recorded. Did you know that song got nominated for both an Oscar for Best Song and a
0: Razzie for Worst Song? Are you serious? I am serious. You know, I agree with the Worst Song. I hate, there's nothing more, I love country, but <laughs> good country. I, know, I hate pop country so much, and the second they came on, I, I was already done with the movie. It didn't
1: win either one. Hey, you know what happens when you play a country record backwards? No. You get your wife back, you get your dog back, you get your car back, you get your house back. Makes sense.
0: <laughs> it is always negative, negative uh, white trash stuff going on in those songs. <laughs> is that the end of the, the credits? Um, well, no,
1: the very end is very end of the movie. They go to the casino, and hey, we got a new player at the craft table, and it's Steve Buscemi. Do you feel lucky, sir? He's like, yes, I do. So the most notorious serial killer in the United States of America is just sitting there throwing craps at a casino that has 10,000 security cameras in it, completely unrecognized by anybody around him, even though he's wearing his prison stuff underneath, like, a jacket.
0: <laughs> well, so where did he get money to play? <laughs> but it's supposed to be, like, the big reveal at the end. Like- well, there was
1: a crash at some point with an armored car, and there's, like, money flying around everywhere, but that oh, was, like, miles from the casino. Because they had gone zipping down the road for, like, a while when that happens. I just and unless really- he went oh. there and got the money...
0: That these great actors got paid a shit ton of money for this. Because this is, <laughs> like you said, uh, Cusack doesn't even want to talk about it. I understand, ah. understandably. And then we go to the credits, and that's, uh, that's, that's Con Air. It. That's Con Air. And then after the credits, they have an apology to everyone that watched it.
1: Not that I saw, they did have a for somebody who actually died during the making of the movie when a he
0: committed suicide. A prop plane movie such they had ass.
1: a a prop plane actually fell off, broke off one of the cables and fell and crushed this poor guy. He was like one of the prop guys. Could
0: you imagine? Oh, my dad died filming a movie and like oh, what was he filming? Con Air. Well, he deserved it.
1: Yeah, it's really not the movie I would have wanted to die on. Die making a movie like oh, there are people that died during the making of The Exorcist. It's like oh man, The Exorcist that's a great movie. What did your dad die? Oh, Con Air.
0: Jesus. wow i'm sorry i would just tell it if that happened to someone i knew i just oh they died 9-11 it's kind of weird this came out before 9-11 yes and it reminds me of 9-11 because you got these <laughs> these half-assed bad guys crashing a plane into a big city and
1: oh yeah yeah i guess i was even thinking about that at the time
0: yeah and it reminds me a lot of that especially the takeover the takeover seems very similar
1: are you saying they used, <laughs> they were watching Con Air as a blueprint for 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they did.
0: Maybe we could say that Nicolas Cage caused 9-11.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you know the actual plane that they used in the flying scenes was sold to an Alaskan freight company in 2003 and crashed in 2010, killing everybody on board?
0: The prop plane or the?
1: The prop plane, the Con Air. They could kill, they had three people on it and they ended See?
0: up dying. This is literally like The Exorcist. It's like a cursed thing. It's a cursed thing. It's <laughs> the downfall for all these great actors. Well, no, not really. Steve Boucher, and Machete and Dave Chappelle all went on to do great things, but... Jesus.
1: So, Cody. Yeah. Would you recommend Con Air?
0: No. No. <laughs> no. Cody. I would recommend actually... Cody is on his 9 ...physically be in a plane crash than Con oh, Air. Oh, my gosh. You know what we should do... We should do Left Behind, the remake, because that's once again a plane. Oh man, we're
1: just gonna do all airplane theme movies. Oh, that'd be so great. I'm oh flying high. You know what else I liked <laughs> as a kid,
0: and I'm afraid to watch now? Mm-mm. Waterworld. I saw Waterworld. It would not hold up well at all. I loved it so much, though, because the it reminded me of Mad Max. <laughs> uh, oh god, uh-oh. that right there—that's a perfect summary of what this movie is. <laughs>
1: this movie made Cody sick.
0: May give me cancer.
1: If you're looking for a big dumb action movie, I think The Rock is a lot better. There they, they was the same production company.
0: Cancer's <laughs> coming back. Uh oh. You all right? Take a drink, man. I'm good. I'm good. I need a drink. <laughs> An actual something with alcohol.
1: Yeah, if you're looking for a big dumb action movie, I think you should watch The Rock instead. It was made by the same production company about a year earlier. Also starring Nicolas Cage, but it's got Sean Connery, so that makes it like way cooler instantly. This one, I can't really give it much of a recommendation. I'd say this one probably scores about a 3 out of 10 garbage if you see IMDB this has like a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDB a 6.8 6. 6.8 they
0: are so critical we need to see what <laughs> else has a 6.8 on there what would you give it oh god I gotta think I would give it 7.5 starfish out of 2 sponges if I was to rate this
1: the hell does that even mean garbage <laughs> exactly
0: that's how I felt after watching this movie we're fast-forwarding through the, till I saw credits, actually. So
1: Cody gives it an AIDS out of 10. Garbage.
0: <laughs> it's not so bad that it's good. You know, you have some movies that are so bad that they become good. It sits in that gray zone where it's like, fuck, is this over yet? Why does this exist? And then some parts you laugh at because it it's ridiculous. I, if you want to watch it, watch it. There's just better shit out there you could be watching. Fuck, if you're feeling Nicolas Cage, he's got some better ones if you're looking for shitty Nicolas Cage, he's you're looking for crazy Nick ones.
1: Cage, there's definitely other places to go.
0: So is this, is this the end of this?
1: Yeah, I think we talked S- about we'll it. we
0: are sign, we'll sign off here.
1: Yep. Well, I think guys... we're going to say Sai Anara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You're quoting there the goes. movie. He's dying again. <laughs> quoting the movie. <laughs> you brought back cancer. Oh, <laughs> Don't ever quote the movie again. I might actually die <laughs> or throw up. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> oh God, no, no. But thank you if you sat through this and you watched this whole thing. Holy shit! Thank you guys, and uh, we we're, we're doing this again. We'll yeah. do this. A, I like I'll this. Go.
1: Have some popcorn. Watch some movies. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Adios, nachos. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Garbage.